The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. Hi, I'm Lenora Fay. I am one of the co-founders of Child Free Media. Hey, I'm Cody Hetzel. I am the other co-founder of Child Free Media, and we are about to dive into TWIC this week in Child Free, where we take a look at some of the articles and stories that are out there around uh, the Child Free lifestyle, uh, whether it's the outside looking in or us talking about ourselves. Usually the outside looking in. <laughs> that's the nine <laughs> so times far. out of ten. That's that's what it is. Um, and All right. If you if you want to uh, give us any ideas of articles and stories that you come across during the week, feel free to send us uh, an email to childfreemedia at gmail So, with no further ado, uh, the fun thing about this is that Lenora and I have not read these stories at all. We kind of go off of the headlines. And we might glance at it real quick and say, okay, that's pertinent or not, but we have no idea what we're about to get into. So these are all like, you know, live reactions to <laughs> what you're, what you're about to see. So are we apologizing um, in advance? I think so. Cause we, <laughs> okay. yeah, we, we can't be held responsible for what comes across the screen. <laughs> um, so this is from the daily citizen uh, dot focus on the family.com. So I okay. can, there's an angle here. <laughs> I was going to say, are they on our side? <laughs> So the Daily Citizen, uh, let's see, are married mothers really less happy than single moms and motherless, wim motherless what? women? Motherless women? Where did that come okay. from? I don't know. That's confusing. But what? Uh, okay. So <laughs> th this story jumped at me when I looked through it real quick. It, it, it used the same graphics that we spoke about in the last Twick episode uh, where they were um, breaking down like who is happier you know that old cliche of a story are people that have kids happier or people who don't have kids happier and so this article came out also dissecting those uh, numbers and they came up with their own story and let's see what they came up with um, I'm still so stuck on motherless women does that mean women who aren't mothers is because you technically couldn't be born if you were motherless well, I wouldn't think is okay, because right? well, that wasn't part of the the survey in the last article that we read from last time. I'm curious, what do they mean by motherless women? All right, well, I guess let's well, you, you might think it, it means that your mother has passed away, but motherless, I, I guess that's the only thing. Such, it could it's mean. such a that's that wasn't a, if they that, mean like someone who doesn't have a mother. I think that's they got really so excited awful. typing this article out that it's they meant say childless and they put that's motherless. what I'm thinking. Motherless so, does not fit this. The whole thing. Okay. Daily Citizen, Please, like, let's, let's let us know. Um, so this is the question leading sociologist Brad Wilcox of the University of Virginia and Wendy Wang of the Institute for Family Studies addressed in a very important and counterintuitive article published <laughs> recently at the Atlantic. Counterintuitive? What? Okay. All right. So here we go. Um, if you're reading much of the popular press, especially among left-leaning elites, <laughs> the New York Times, Forbes, and Bloomberg, to name just a few examples, Wilcox and Wang cite. The answer is clearly yes. Wilcox and Wang provide plenty of examples of such publications saying exactly that. I got it. I'm oh, so confused okay. about what they just wrote. Okay. All right. Let, I, I get it. So <laughs> oh, they're, mother, they're saying, really less happy. Okay. 
Gotcha. Right. So they're saying that left-leaning elites like Cody and Lenora are saying yes, they are. I mean, I'm pretty centered. They're I would married, think. I don't know. Less- like- <laughs> are you centered? Okay. I, I, I would that. This. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 left on some things, right on another. Like you know, I don't okay. know. So we'll we'll see. But I mean, I, I don't even really know how to answer that question. I mean, balanced. it's different. I so anyway, so okay, these guys, right. they're they're going to come at us with a different angle, I guess. So okay. uh, if you simply look at the most robust scientific data rather than anecdotal reports about complaining friends and colleagues, these scholars say the answer is actually no. So they no explain, to the fact that mother just to kind of go back to the original yes. question. So there, so scholars say no. Married mothers are not less happy than single moms. And we're going to say childless women because motherless women yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So for, for, for less words, they're saying that, that <laughs> moms are happier than people. Oh, right. that, specifically, I guess, women, because it's saying mothers and not yeah. fathers. So, so it's talking about uh, mothers versus um, child less, not child free. They're not making that distinction, right. which is very important. But uh, they also don't probably don't know we exist. Like who's choosing to not have kids or whatever. Oh, yeah. So uh, they say, actually, no. And they explain uh, as tough as motherhood was during COVID, mothers were both happier and more financially secure than their childless women, than childless women during the pandemic. And married mothers were the happiest of all. And so we went through some of these statistics before, and we pointed out, again, statistics can basically be whatever you want them to be and how you read into them. Age so 18 to 55. Okay. Yeah. So let's see women's life satisfaction in 2020. So we're going back to 2020, 18 to 55. So childless women, somewhat satisfied, 47%, completely satisfied, about 13%. Married mothers, somewhat satisfied, 45%, completely satisfied, 38.5%. Let's call it that. So childless women were more of somewhat satisfied, but vastly less completely satisfied. And again, let's keep in mind that this is a survey from age 18 to 55. And what did you yes. say before, which is what we kind of said in the last episode where it, well, they're, well, they're, they're not differentiating between childless women and child-free women. And, but also the uh, age thing. And, and the age is totally different. You're like an 18 year old versus anything might make you less satisfied, like your job, your life, right. your relationships. Uh, and they're most likely not going to have kids. Although, I mean, cause we don't, I mean, 18 year olds can have children, but generally speaking, if they're looking, it's such a massive age category that the mm-hmm. childless women could all be very young. And, and that's basically encompassing almost everybody 18 to 55. Right. I mean, so how many of these women, 50, 45% or 38%, even better, how many of them are 18? And how many are 55? Right. We don't know. So we don't and know the breakdown of the survey. American Family Survey. Who are they? Tar- if they're targeting, if they're targeting a community to take the survey that that falls into, let's say, kind of a conservative traditional lifestyle, mm-hmm. then anyone who doesn't ha- have kids and is unmarried is probably feeling bad because they don't ha- like they're targeting. Uh, it seems like they're targeting a demographic that would actually want to be married and have kids, therefore not be happy. Like I just feel. Like American Family Survey, and this is just an assumption, but are they going out to target people who are happy and unmarried and child-free specifically, or are they looking at their demographic that wants to be married and wants to have kids, and getting them to answer this question? Because there, there, there's yeah. a difference. Like that if makes anybody, a huge difference. 
if anybody wants to deep dive into this, uh, American Family Survey 2020, the source, I guess you can find that. There's, mm. It's not even clickable, which that's not good. But anyway, so uh, if there's any content creators or if you just want to deep dive and put this in the comments of this video, let us know if they do break down that demographic or if it was in a specific state or area, because that can make a big Ooh. difference, like Lenora yeah. was kind of saying as well. Um, but again, it kind of going back to the term childless, yeah. I, I mean, again, like, I just feel like if they did a survey amongst child-free women, the numbers would, would be different. That's me being right. biased as well. Again, yeah. statistics can be whatever you want them to be, and you could lead them to be whatever you want them to be. But anyway, we're okay. diving a little bit too hard in this first statistic. But anyway, so <laughs> what they're trying one. to show is that married mothers are like vastly more satisfied than uh, any other demographic. Unmarried mothers... It, even just mothers. So you gotta be married to be oh boy. completely satisfied by even more. Um, but again, only 38%. <laughs> They're forgetting yeah. like, what about the rest of the, what about the yeah. rest of the people? Um, I like so, the next okay. sentence. So, and children increase happiness. This research team tells us, tells okay. us. <laughs> challenging as they were to care for while many schools were closed, kids seem to have brought a sense of direction, connection, and joy to the average mother's life during the pandemic at a time when so many other social ties were cut off. So, okay. Assuming in these, assuming these children are wanted. That's also true. I also Uh, find that, you know, I mean, look, they are going to, um, promote a certain lifestyle. Child-free people promote a certain lifestyle what focus on the family.com is going to focus. On- <laughs> I know it's a shocker, <laughs> but again, this is assuming a wanted lifestyle choice to have yeah. children. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if they're telling us, Hey, you're going to be happier with children and neither of us want children or anyone listening doesn't want to have kids. Uh, they're forgetting that part, but okay, continue. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but children bring not only happiness, the sociologists report that women who are mothers tend to be better off financially than their childless peers. How can this be when children are supposedly so expensive? So Mm -hmm. I, I think that's again, where you're taking a lot of leeway with your stats. So if you're looking at women 18 to 55, and you're saying that the ones that have kids are doing better financially, it may be because that's the upper end of that demographic that have been right, in the like, job force longer. They have been in maybe a job longer. They've worked their way up the ladder. They are making more money than the 18-year-old without a kid. Because so, you could have, exactly, you could have, <laughs> you know, 50% of your people who said completely happy could be 49 years old with X amount of kids have their career, have their st- stable marriage with two incomes or a great source of income. And the people that are, end up being like the, in the childless woman category who answer the most are 22. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a really yeah. unfair comparison. Again, just assuming, I don't know if that's a fact, but it's possible. It is possible. I'm yeah. Say probable. Um, so it says, well, it's true. The U S census bureau. Uh, so blah, blah, blah. So median family income for mothers with young children or teens at home was 80,000 and 21 and only 67,000 for childless women. Again, teens that, at- oh. well, that, with teens at home, that means again, they might have been in the workforce longer. Right. And so they've made more money over time. They have a mm-hmm. further developed career. So yes, they, they're making more money. And so, yeah, someone starting out um, or on the, 
lower half of that demographic, they odds are are making less money. So again, it, it it's I feel like it's skewing the the numbers a little bit yeah. um, to get the answers that they want to repeat in s- such articles as this. Uh, let's just kind of jump down a little bit and see what else they talk about. Um, so let's see the dramatic marriage class divide. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> um, so 90, 95% of upper income moms are married. 95% of well, upper income moms are married. Yeah. And they're, well, they're, they're that. saying, let's see, high income. They're calling 106,000. And low income, 46,000. Percentages may not add up to 100% because of rounding. Well, that's, also not how, say... that's not how statistics work, but it should always equal 100%. <laughs> Wealthy elites are far more likely to be married than lower income and education brackets. Okay, I just I, I just wanted to read that sentence out. Part of 90%, 95% of upper income moms are married. Wealthy elites are far are more likely to be married. Okay, I, I, all right. So, I mean, yeah, the, the numbers. Are you a wealthy elite? You're the, you're the married one. I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not a mom or a, a childless True. woman, so okay. I, you know, I, I don't even fall into this True. Uh, statistic. Um, <laughs> but it is showing that for for those that might be might not be able to see the video, uh, for what it's calling lower income, which is less than forty six thousand a year, and this um, is American. In American, so that's uh, like sixty-five well, thousand Canadian. Which, again, in which which state we don't know. We don't know where this was necessarily <laughs> right. taken. Um, but it's saying married moms lower income is thirty-five percent, cohabiting moms is twenty percent, and single moms is forty-six percent. So they're saying that single moms make up the majority of the lower income, mm-hmm. middle income. It jumps to seventy-six percent are married moms, five percent cohabitating moms, and twenty percent single moms, and upper class ninety-five percent. There's not even a number for cohabiting and uh, 4% for single mom. So you know, you know what's for, missing? What's that? There, there, there's a uh, uh, another demographic that's portion of this survey that's missing. And it's to do with race. So I'm really curious as Again, to where this survey is. Yeah, you can make statistics say anything and, and, you want. And let's, <laughs> let, let's look at, you know, the what it sounds like, you know, wealthy elites, what kind of demographic are they targeting here? So as far as like race is concerned. So I just have to point that out. Because- well, it, says, it, it does give us a source. Again, it's not clickable. A uh, source, current population survey, March 21, IPUMS, IPUMS, don't know what that is, created with data wrapper. Okay. No idea what that is either. Um, but anyway, so they, they've, they've gotten mm-hmm. numbers from somewhere, from someplace. These are their statistics. Um Let's see if it, let's just read the wisdom of Ecclesiastes. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, (laughs) So we're getting, okay. And then it also says, and one of the first statements of God makes about man clearly, uh, clearly tell us this as well. I mean, it's talking about man now when this is all about women and mothers, but anyway. Well, well, Matt, (laughs) Matt in biblical. I I know. Okay. I'm being goofy. Um, (laughs) Okay. Just checking. I don't know. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. It will make him, I will make him a helper fit for him. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess what they're trying to say is that marriage makes life a little easier because there's two people involved and you're not going at it alone. I mean, yeah, anyone, you could argue that, I guess. Um, But anyway, so yeah, uh, statistics, I love them, but you can also hate them by seeing, you know, 
uh, not knowing everything involved mm -hmm. with gathering the statistics. Like the, the only two things it gives us here is a woman's life satisfaction. It says somewhat satisfied and completely satisfied. What about unsatisfied? What about very satisfied? Are there other options that we're completely missing here that they just chopped off and don't share? I, I mean, know. I'm I'm a childless, unmarried woman, child-free, unmarried woman. And I'm thinking of like, what does completely satisfied even mean? There's always more to be living. So completely satisfied is kind of means feels like you've settled. That's a, no, that's a great, that's a great point. Like you might, you might want to like hike the Himalayas. I don't know. And you don't right. feel like your life is complete until you do. So you're not completely satisfied yet. My, my travel life, you want to do, there's yeah, more oh. experiences you want to have. So yeah, you're not completely satisfied yet, but I mean, yeah. You, yeah, we need to move on. Otherwise, right, let's I'm going to go down so many rabbit holes. I know. All right. So we've got why are Indian couples choosing not to have children? This is by uh, DesiBlitz.com. News gossip. I mean, if it's got gossip in it, this ought to be interesting. Um, and Gup, Shup, Gup, G-U-P-S-U-H-U-P. That's massacred saying that but anyway <laughs> um so why are indian couples choosing not to have children uh, let's see marriage is a significant aspect of indian culture the union of two individuals marks the point of children and many generations ahead um let's see other indians believe marriage is a, a bondage where you are often forced to live together for the sake of families and society However, there's a new wave of Indian couples that is now actively shunning parenthood and instead seeking partners who, like them, would rather be child-free. Hey, thanks for using the correct term. Exactly. We, uh, we can, can see I interrupt? where you're going. Yeah. It's a messaging, um, conversational oh, messaging platform. I'm so I had far to behind on technology. Okay, well, okay. I wasn't alone. But Okay. Um, so let's see. Well, Died right in with children and domestic violence. Um a young Indian woman from London, age 26, shares that she does not wish to have a child despite being in a long-term relationship. She says, when I was younger, I often saw and heard my father abusing my mother verbally and physically. In Indian culture, men are usually the ones with all the power. My mother was completely dependent on him for finances, shelter, food, clothes, and her children. Mm. So um, that kind of goes along with the, uh, I guess you could call it the the belief from the outside that if you're child free, it must be because you had a bad childhood or right. bad upbringing or bad Do you experiences. want to scroll down? I see something she yeah. writes about uh, generational trauma. I mean, and, and it's, it's true. There are, I mean, that is, that is a reason why some mm -hmm. people choose not to have kids. It it's is. not yeah. the only reason. Yeah. Um, um, it says, I don't want the generational trauma to carry through for me and my future. Um, some may say I'm a hypocrite because I have a boyfriend so I must want children, but he understands and shares my perspective in his own words. Children are a headache. All right. So let's scroll through here a little bit. I also want to say too, like there's, there's also this idea that, you know, choosing to not have kids for whatever reason can be fixed or should be fixed or needs to be fixed because, you know, go to therapy, then you will want children. Yeah. It, 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 uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just have so to point that out that some people feel that yeah which, uh, okay. marriage and independence as the topic heading um it's not only indian couples or singles rejecting children as a part of their life plan married couples are also in agreement with the idea um 
an interracial married couple, both 43-year-old lawyers from India and English ethnic backgrounds have shared their views on keeping children out of the equation. After meeting in the workplace, the couple shared strong career ambitions. They were adamant about not having children, and this aligned them perfectly. So um, they say... In Indian culture, your parents almost expect you to get an education, get married, and then have children. That's not just in Indian culture. That's pretty much everywhere. Uh, that, that just doesn't resonate with me. I'm the furthest possible thing from being maternal. If I'm honest, I'm too selfish to have children, which, again, is one of those things that, that people think. And, and, you know, in a way, selfish has different meanings to different people. Mm-hmm. So, and selfish yeah. people have children all the time. Which is true. Right? Yeah. Um, let's see. I married I married my English husband, which was challenging in itself after we had dated for four years. We met at a law firm we both worked at during the time. Um, freedom requ- requires money and raising children can be extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, they must not have read the previous article where if they have kids, they'll just have tons of money. That's right. what they were trying to say. Uh, anyway, um, we have the privilege to discover new new interest in each new location we visit and i wouldn't change it for anything i'm just kind of paraphrasing and jumping around on the the article here again because we haven't read any of this stuff so um, independence is valuable um, yes yeah so what do marriage and family specialists have to say this will be let's good. find out uh according to nisha i hope i'm saying your first name right uh, a marriage and family counselor based in uh, delhi there are several reasons why couples choose to not have no children uh, some might not have had a very healthy childhood as the first person i mentioned secondly today's generation lives a fast life in metro cities they have too many responsibilities on their shoulders and feel that a child would be a bigger responsibility for the first few years it's important to be with a child physically and mentally mm-hmm. so if you're super busy then you may uh, again that. pointing out that this falls a lot on the female yeah it does to it be does. physically there and mentally there emotionally all of that stuff um, but with today's lifestyle one hardly has much time to av- devote to a child and people are also marrying late these days then having a child might not seem a very good option as they think they would be too old when the child grows up which is a valid thought as well. Um, and then you get into things such as uh, there are financial issues, environmental issues, increasing pollution, et cetera. So yeah. I, I also find it interesting. I mean, I do realize this is this article is about Indian culture specifically, but they use marriage. So they're not even talking about someone who, you know, is not married that has kids. Cause I mean, in North American culture here, you don't have to get married to have children it's not you don't oh, marriage again, doesn't have to come first that's what i'm trying to say like, well, yeah not, yeah well, well it, i guess uh, i would say in north america specifically the usa um if uh, if a person or a couple has a child young it's like oh no but then in the same time they have to then turn around and be like well this is great and we're going to roll with it and it sounds like in Indian culture, it's like you definitely get married before the kids come right. along. But when here, but when you get married, you better have the kids come yeah. along. <laughs> and, and here, it's like you you can if you want to have a kid, you can have a kid. You don't have to get married. Don't have to be married. Don't have to have plans to get married. It's just it's just really different. I just mm-hmm. when I read that, I'm going, all oh, right, people are still wanting to do the marriage thing. Yeah, folks in you India, ch- chime in on this one. Let yes. us let us know. Share your wisdom and knowledge with us. Let's go to the next article. 
So this is Fury over Bride and Groom, uninviting wedding guests for asking one question. Ooh. Can you imagine what it is? It's it's one of those topics that comes up often. So let's see, this came up in, and she in was my block and she blocked her too. Well, hold on, you're getting ahead of the story here. So <laughs> a woman has found herself uninvited from her friend's wedding and blocked on social media after questioning the bride and groom's decision to ban children from their big day. All right. Um, so this, let's see, writing in a post shared to Mumsnet, Mumsnet, under the handle, not worried about it. Uh, that's me <laughs> saying I just don't want to read it. The, oh, she's she's thinking she wants to be Mary Tom Hiddleston. That's what that, that is. Okay. About. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and the numbers probably also mean something. The, um, yeah. Do I have the to explain un- that to you? No. The okay. unwelcome guest explains she had been unfriended on Facebook and blocked on WhatsApp by the bride after seeking clarity, quote unquote, on the issue. Um, let me see. This is, I'm trying to get to the actual story. I like here. how they say, like, it was once commonplace to invite kids to a wedding, but apparently it's not anymore. Well, I mean, ceremonies are different and yeah. um, the ways, way people view that intimate time, it, they just want, might want to have adults there and, right. you know, mm-hmm. it'd be uninterrupted unless, unless an adult starts to like cry and scream in the middle of it. Um, That's so usually anyway. after the reception. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Jessica Bishop, the editor and owner of the Budget Savvy Bride, a wedding planning website told Newsweek. So this, by the way, is on newsweek.com. Uh, child-free weddings with, by the way, hyphen, uh, are increasing in popularity for many reasons. Often weddings are evening events where alcohol serves, so there are obvious safety concerns about responsible uh, responsive, responsible serving practices. I mean, yeah, don't give a toddler uh, a Mai Tai or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The couple getting married may choose not to invite children to their wedding. I mean, unless the children are checking the mail, they wouldn't know anyway, uh, <laughs> to their wedding in order to create a more luxurious adult atmosphere. Having a kid-free Hi, uh, with the hyphen event gives parents the night to relax, enjoy themselves without the responsibility of watching over their little ones and notes that child-free weddings can also help to reduce cost, not just for meals, but on-site childcare or entertainment specifically for the kids. You know, all valid options. Just kind of what we were talking about. Like things are changing. People are looking mm-hmm. at, at weddings as more of um, adult theme events. I do totally get why some people want the kids there to be a part of the experience as well. And to kind of, um, see what the ceremony and the the beginning of a marriage is like. I I get all that. That's so, cool. But it's up to the individuals that are getting yes. married, really. Uh, so. And speaking of serving alcohol, and we shoot this show in the evening or record it in the evening. You can do a drinking game for how many times child free and kid free has a hyphen in it because I know that drives you insane. Well, <laughs> it, it doesn't bother me here because they're actually I think using it correct. They're That's saying true. Yes. Child hyphen free weddings. Child free with a hyphen yeah. weddings. Because the the people who are literally getting married, they might have kids and the kids literally might not be invited. That could right. be a situation where they don't have to be child-free to have a child-free wedding. So mm-hmm. um, they're actually, I think, using it correctly here. So that's that's good. Good on you, Newsweek. Um, <laughs> let's see. So in the case of the uninvited guest posting to social media, it's a little more complicated though. When the engagement was first announced, the woman said her friend's fiance called to ask her eight-year-old daughter uh, would serve as a flower girl at what was going to be a destination wedding. Um, so 
think I missed something here, but I thought I was reading along with this story, but I think they've jumped to a new story. Uh, however, a few weeks later, her friend told her that it would be a no children allowed wedding. And this left the woman confused. Okay, so they asked the kid to be the flower girl. And then they said, no kids are allowed. The bride apparently became really defensive and uh, emerged that the no children rule also applied to her friend's daughter as she was no longer welcome. So no more flower girl. They'll just tie the ring to a dog and okay. or a bird on the beach, wherever they are. I don't know. Um, so anyway, this, this just pops up because these types of like the child-free wedding stories, like they do come up like almost every week. And the reason mm -hmm. I'm, I bring this one up is, uh it like i don't know it's like this the the stories never change like the title does but the stories never change right like, you know it's mm -hmm. one of those articles you know where who are they focusing on is it for parents to be angry that people are potentially going to not invite their children to right. future weddings that may or may not exist or is this to like you know uh give a nudge to child free people to say hey it's okay to not invite kids so I guess you could look at it either way, but, depending on who the reader is. It, yes. And also too, you know, this is now fall or um, assuming that this couple is going to eventually have kids because, Hey, they're getting married. So they must want kids in the future. Must be. It's not even, a ch I'm, it's not even really a child-free conversation, specifically this one, because it, you know, they happen to seem to not have kids at the moment. And then, you know, yeah. should kids, I guess that, <laughs> to me that this, this, this is going to make child for people seem selfish or yeah or, or because it's callous like kids, or kids uncaring everywhere exactly but, and, but and they, this they make the they make the points as well it's like you know it, it, if it's a destination wedding i mean it may be cost prohibitive but also it's a uh, like the wedding i guess yeah that could be family oriented but usually the after party if there's alcohol and all that i mean oh, the there are yeah of course there's time for kids you can do the the chicken dance or whatever you want to do but for the most part like they might say look we just don't we don't want our guests to worry about their children mm -hmm. as well so it's like well to get a sitter like you know and some people might you know have issues getting sitters and then they feel like they're not involved or they feel like you saying that their child is not invited is a direct insult to them yeah. Uh, in either their parenting style style or in the little mirror image of them saying you're basically not important to me right. as well i mean it, right. it, it's, it's the eye of the holder we'll we'll move on to the next story weddings are exhausting uh <laughs> <laughs> so this is oh i lost okay here we go cnbc's andrew ross sorkin wants all kids banned from first class flights and this is on the new york post now um, is he child free because i'm realizing it's a child know. free article um, so CNBC anchor, Andrew, um, Andrew caused a start on social media when he called for banning children from first class sections of airplanes. So you commoners, you get the kids, but not the first class. Uh, <laughs> and then his quote is, I will be ridiculed for this position. Uh, as he tweeted until airlines start advertising, crying babies in first class business class next to someone trying to work or sleep rather than the ads we see of serenity uh -huh. i can't support kids up there um i like how they were squawked the host i'm squawked okay oh, wait, well, 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 I guess he's, okay i, I say sense. this as a parent of three so this dude's he's got kids oh. and he is basically saying hey um i'm just gonna kind of leave the article here so he's saying if you're advertising your luxurious first class hmm. and that's not what it is if you have children that are kicking your seat or screaming or whatever it might be happening. Right. But I mean, in the same sense, like if they're 
in the next section behind you scream, you're still going to hear, you might not feel the kicking of the seat, but you'll still hear them. Um, So in a way, I guess he's maybe coming down on their advertising, which um, I don't know if any airlines advertise with uh, uh, CNBC, but they might not want to for his (laughs) section, whatever he (laughs) talks about. But anyway, this is another one of those articles that comes up at least once a month about children on airplanes or children Mm -hmm. not being allowed um, in other locations that are um, uh, predominantly adult or high stress possible situations. Um, breweries comes up or wineries come up as one as well. It's like, you know, should children be allowed in breweries or wineries? Give us a week. I'm sure there'll be an article on it. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a question before we go on to the next one. Yeah. Should they be allowed in airport lounges? Because I, for my birthday, I flew to Palm Springs and treated myself to a really nice experience. I went to uh, the airport lounge, one of them in my city, because it was flying international. And it wasn't a terrible experience with like screaming kids, but there were children yelling in the airport lounge and this was morning. And I mean, whatever, it was fine. They didn't interfere with me, but they were there. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they didn't, they were with the family. So whatever, I mean, their family was there, but the the irony is, is it probably annoyed more parents who are in the lounge with you than child-free people. Probably because, (laughs) you know, a lot of the, I mean, I was going on vacation, but you know, I plugged in my earbuds and away we went, you know, whatever. But I can imagine people who are either past the child rearing stage or, you know, for, just want to be going away and don't want to hear that because they don't have anybody in tow. Like, cause there are a lot of older couples there as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's interesting. It's that, always going to uh, be discussion. And the uh, fact yeah. that it was a dad that brought it up. If it would have been a mother bringing this up, I think it would have been an even bigger story. Possibly. Yeah. Right. Uh, because uh, yeah, I would men, think so. kids or no kids can say whatever. Well, Women like, well, on the other just, hand, that's just some guy, right? <laughs> Even Women though he's a dad, it's like, kids, oh, okay. well, you should be more understanding. I'm just curious. Well, or they might look at him as well as, like he's saying, like business travel. Like it's like, oh, well, he has important things to do. Like clearly, right. the mother should be patting the baby on the back and keeping it calm. He doesn't have time for that. His, right, being right. a father of three. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's see. This is upworthy.com women get honest about the toughest and best part of not having kids so let's see uh as i'll let you read this since it says that's a woman (laughs) thanks okay (laughs) i want to make you read it my my voice is kind of going (laughs) that's probably one of the few times i let somebody else talk a lot more than me (laughs) okay as a woman who still has doubts about being child-free let you comment on the hyphen child dash free the top the toughest part is wondering if i'll regret my decision the best part is the freedom of conscious conscience sorry wow like conscience yeah conscience <laughs> so these dog- i guess i so need these- to read these because i'm feel under practiced um again these are all live so um no no fault on our reading skills so this comes from reddit as a lot of these types of articles do and they just want to pull off uh to some copy and paste articles um so let's see letting go of a relationship okay this part uh says i had to let go of a guy i was seeing because he wanted a child Mm. we knew each other for many years and we decided to have a good time for a few months then he told me he wanted to start a family in the next years and i said not with me uh we are still friends but he just moved uh he just moved a woman and a child in with him and he's hoping next year she'll be pregnant I'm happy for them, but still single. So that, okay. That, that sucks. And that, that is definitely, 
regardless of gender, a hard uh, one to deal with. Mm-hmm. Why well, am I having uh, trouble with that word today? Yeah, no, it is conscience. conscience. <laughs> uh, as, a, as a woman <laughs> who still has doubts about being child-free, the toughest part is wondering if I'll regret my decision. The best part is the freedom of conscience, knowing that I'm not bringing a child into the world without knowing if I really want to. See, you read it in a man's voice. That worked. <laughs> <laughs> my partner wants kids. Um Let's see. So the toughest and best parts. Okay. So this is kind of similar to the first one. Oh, uh, this is interesting. Okay. Uh, you can feel free to read it. So the toughest part for this woman is finding out my partner of over 15 years actually did want kids the whole time and just assume that I would change my mind eventually. Wow. Also learning they actually never wanted to get married without kids in the equation because what's the point? That was their thought. We built an entire child-free life together, and now I'm working on my exit because there's no other way this can go. So that's the wor- that toughest part. And for mm-hmm. her, the best is having the ability to having the ability to devote my time and efforts into things that make me happy for myself, and having full control over how I choose to spend my life. Oh, mm-hmm. this the, the toughest part, like that the first part, that yeah that is that is a conversation that we need to have more have more like not you and i need to have more what but just that stories like that if they exist because mm-hmm. that that is i'm gonna say that's a quiet fear for many people in a relationship and yeah, i say this yeah. as someone who's not in a relationship but yeah finding out that the whole time it was kind of a lie well or or the, yeah i mean if you take this right? and flip it over if it's like you really want kids and your spouse really did not and then that's where you get their relationships and marriages where you've got one person checked out and now there's a kid to take care of. So it goes, it goes both ways for both parents and child free. Mm -hmm. Um, we'll wrap it up on this article here. And it says, can't make my mother a grandmother. Uh, the hardest part is that my mom is great and she truly deserves the joy of being a grandmother, but I can't make the choice for her. If I could make her a grandmother without becoming a mother, I would. I'm lucky since uh, she's nice about it, uh, not one to always uh, drop passive aggressive comments, but I know she feels the void. So kind of along those lines, yeah, I guess that, that could be a definite um, uh, hardship for uh, women and 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 sons to not make their parents into grandparents. Um, so, yeah. I have a question about this. Yeah. Do you think in the future there will be a need for, I'm going to say a support group for the parents of child for people for something like this? I would think so. I would like, think, I would and, think and maybe so. Maybe support group is kind of harsh, but kind of like a, like a, a understanding network bubble. community. Yeah. Right. Where people who aren't grandparents at all and wanted to be, but to, you know, I'm, whether they support their children's choice to not have kids, whether they do or they don't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just wondering if that's something that we're going to see later on where more of them are going to bind because it's like, yeah, my kid didn't have kids either. And I'm not a grandparent. And I thought I was going to be, be, I mean, yeah. this also goes with childless people as well. And if their mm-hmm. only children can't have children, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not just for people who choose, but yeah, I'm wondering if that might become a thing. We'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> it, it, it may, well, maybe we can help um, spur that conversation maybe. along for people. Who knows? Yeah. But so with that, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Oh, we're not going to get to the. No, we're going to have to save some teasers what? for next time. I know. I know. Oh, that, um, I was I was ready to fight for that one, but okay. <laughs> but 
with uh, that being said, if you guys come across any articles you think are interesting, again, childfreemedia at gmail.com. And as always, add your comments and thoughts wherever this is posted. Um, and yeah, look forward to seeing you next time. By the way, you can also follow us on social media. You can follow us at Child for Media on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, we're on TikTok. <laughs> we're everywhere. <laughs> we're everywhere. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Child Free Media Limited. To stay current with child-free content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.